Welcome to Church Unboxed, where we tackle the topics that most Christians are sometimes too scared to talk about. Each week, together with guests, I'll be uncovering issues that have been swept under the rug and listening to people who not only have inspiring stories, but in many cases are the voice of the voiceless. I'm your host, Sarah Tabo, worship leader, singer, and songwriter. Welcome this week's guest, Melissa Hale. Melissa is a Canadian-born, US-based redhead, and she has a wider range of talents. Having grown up in the agricultural world, she's a self-certified urban gardener in Knoxville, Tennessee, and divides her time between studies and working in the music industry. Melissa hasn't always been a churchgoer. In fact, she used to be a Buddhist and a yoga teacher. As a young adult, she suffered serious issues with her mental health, which led to her being diagnosed as bipolar. However, her discovery of the Christian faith has coincided with healing and health. And today we're going to unpack all of this here on Church Unboxed. Melissa, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk through some fun topics for sure. Definitely sounds fun. Um, But before we go into the meat of the conversation, I just want to ask you a quick icebreaker. So... And this should be fun as well. Um, who is your favorite cartoon character and why? My, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, immediately that came up to my, came to my brain was um, Spongebob. Oh. <laughs> um, and why? Just like I, I grew up watching that show um, with my brother, just like on weekends when my grandparents would. Um, take care of my brother and I sometimes. So yeah, SpongeBob mm-hmm. is um, my favorite cartoon. Yeah, character. I think me and the kids still. <laughs> I watch it still with my kids now, and we just marvel at the mysteries of things that happen under the water in Bikini Bottom, like fires sure. and barbecues and rainstorms <laughs> under the ocean. Yeah, a whole other world under there. Yeah, which the mystery make of sense. Yeah. <laughs> The mystery of Bikini Bottom. We'll, f- we'll okay. figure out why one day in the future. But anyway, so um, a lot of people, you know, started getting into growing their own fruits and veg in lockdown. Um, they probably aren't still doing it now. We, we'll never know. But you sound yeah. like a pro and it'll be interesting to know what your three top tips are for a complete beginner like myself in gardening. Love it. Um, I'll do a quick backstory of why why farming or gardening is just something I know about or ex- have experience in is because I've just I grew up farming with my parents in Canada and so right. um, just a lot of the stuff that I know is just through doing it almost every summer of my life so mm-hmm. um, that's the main thing um, I think th- you said three top tips um, is definitely don't um, be worried about getting dirty. Like that's ah. the main thing that happens with <laughs> any type of garden gardening. I don't even like recommend even wearing gloves, to be honest. It's just like, you can get your yourself. hands. Yeah. In the, uh, I, I guess, depending on what you're doing, but in, in like yeah. soil and stuff, I think um, it just becomes a lot more therapeutic mm. in my opinion, when you're actually getting down to it and like feeling the soil and feeling the plant and um, just like connecting with, some of like God's creations and, mm. and gifts, which is plants, which then become food that we have. So it's like one. Um, next would be um, not all soil is the same. Mm. Like say you, I do have a lot of indoor plants. Having 
indoor potting soil and having like outdoor potting soil and gardening soil. Um, it's not just all the same. And right. so being aware of maybe certain things that you, you buy that you want to use outside and inside can be uh, important right. because they're just different properties and different mixes that go into the soils that um, are for indoor plants and outdoor plants. Mm. And third, um, definitely research things that grow well and when to grow things in your right. certain region. It's not all just like, it's springtime. It's time for me to just plant this now and do it. It really depends on on this, the, um, the month, the week, making sure there's not frost that's going to happen next week. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, playing into that of making sure that you um, understand where what region you're in and when to plant things. So those are quick, quick yeah. top three um, things. Very so, useful yeah. tips. Very, very useful tips. I'm going to be yes. trying to apply some of those to my very, my very dead <laughs> garden. Um, okay, now, it's th- work. Oh yeah, it is. Trust me, that's probably why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are dividing opinions about yoga within the church and the Christian community, and many people see this as a harmless exercise. However, some condemn it as being a much darker practice. Now you've been a, a yoga pra- a yoga practitioner and instructor. Um not sure if you're still doing that now, but what is your take on that position, whether it's for or against? Yeah. So um funny story. So I definitely practiced it for a very long time. I didn't actually make it far enough to actually become an instructor because I got like, I want to say stopped. And if we say by God and so right, in God's right. grace that like I didn't per- continue pursuing my teacher training um, and I actually like found Jesus through teacher training mm. um, and dropped out of teacher training. And then um, eventually, I think a, a week or two later, like got, got saved. So it was wow. that's the not really funny, but just like the interesting transition. I didn't end up making it to full teaching mm. um, for my personal perspective and experience. Um, being involved in the yoga community. Um, I managed a yoga studio for a while and then went through yoga teacher training um, is that there's the main idea that it, it, it is from, I would say mostly the Hindu background and also um, Buddhism has its own area of it, but the version that's put in North, I would say North America or Westernized um, is added um, just some different practices that don't origi- originate from um, Hinduism. And then to me, there's, there's a form of idolizing that happens when you do yoga. And if that's mm. idolizing who you are and how great and how perfect you can pers- perform a pose, um, to me, it that's not God, in my opinion. You're not mm. like, we're not um, here to perform, to be, um, or it's not performance-based or how great we're doing at something to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to me, my, my knowledge and my experience of yoga is, um, having to perfect certain poses, um, and also certain poses you are, um, what's the word you you are worshiping a certain God or a certain animal or a certain something or other. And so for me, the idea of stretching is, is 
makes sense. Like our bodies are made to yeah. move and made to be malleable and, and have that movement. But when you're putting it in a, in a classroom setting where those poses originated from Hinduism, which are to worship certain gods and certain animals, to me, to put that in um, our faith as Christians just doesn't make, just doesn't compute to me, just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume some people might might disagree with me, be like, mm-hmm. but I'm not thinking about that when I'm doing that pose, or I'm having the my worship music playing in the background, or I'm I'm reciting that scripture in my head over and over mm-hmm. again while I'm doing that pose. But if you think about it, that pose originated and in the deeper sense of it means this, means you're worshiping something. So there's there's a disconnect or you are entering into um, something that's not biblical. Does Mm. that make sense? That's sort of my perspective. And for me, I don't practice yoga anymore. And why is because I got so deep into that practice that when um like I tried to practice it when I first got saved and became a Christian and I just it felt not right there was something right. just it, call it in my spirit if we want to say that that just like didn't feel off and it would take me back into the mindset of like performance base I need to do this as well as possible and need to perfect this and need to be this to um have this sense of spirituality. And so mm. that's my perspective of, of yoga and why I can't do it because I just, I get taken back into a place that I got out of, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to venture back into that again um, is just to me pushing my relationship with God farther back than forward. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from what you've said, it sounds to me like you had a defining moment in your journey of faith where you came to a realization that Jesus was the way, because obviously you'd been a Buddhist, you'd practiced yoga. It'd be interesting to know what your journey was like and what your story is, how you came to faith, how you came to put your faith in Jesus and, you know, agree and accept that he was the way as opposed to all the other things that you'd experienced and practiced. Um, So the main, uh, I preface it originally, like I was in yoga teacher training um, and learning how to teach yoga and then reading a whole bunch of books that had to do with the, the practice of yoga and where it originated from and how it came to be. And as I was reading and learning and diving into that, things just didn't make sense to me. Mm. Um, and that then led me to sort of have this like, um, identity crisis of being like I was this is something I felt I'm supposed to be right. be pursuing and I even like tattooed myself about it like before I went into like teacher training I was like wow. this is this is what I'm supposed to um, believe in practice and then as I was diving deeper it didn't make sense so then I um, opened up to my parents of the fact that this didn't make sense to me and by the grace of God they had just um, been saved and were Christian for like the past, like two, I would say two or three years. And so I like started to ask a lot of questions and being like, this doesn't make sense. And I know that you guys have some sort of relationship with someone called Jesus. Like, like I wanted, what, what is it that you believe? And, um, so they ended up getting one of their pastors at a 
the church they were attending to just come over and talk to me. Mm. Um, and this pastor actually uh, has um, his grandmother and his background that c- comes from Hinduism. So mm. I would so I would say that um, I dabbled in Buddhism, Hinduism, which has this blend that's into yoga and also new age spirituality. And I just call it, I was a little bit lost (laughs) in terms of like dabbling in in anything spiritual. Mm -hmm. And then, so he had spoken to me and could understand an aspect of why I was, um, I guess, practicing yoga and, and wanting to understand more. And then, so he shared like, oh yeah, my grandmother actually is still a practicing like Hindu and, but my family now we are Christian. And so he was able to connect to me on that way. And then like shared the gospel to me in like this simple facet or simple form of being like, we are not in this step ladder to have a relationship with someone that's higher that, than ourselves, which happens to be God or happens to be Jesus. And like, just saying that mm-hmm. like blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, oh, like we aren't supposed to have this like step ladder of how great we are and how great we can do things to have a relationship with um, a higher power as, as um, some people call it. And so that just like blew my mind. From, and from that day, I just like wanted to read, <laughs> started to like read the Bible and then um, ask more questions of elders who were part of this church. And then mm. it was probably like a few days later that I'm like, yep, wow. like this, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> like that makes, that makes sense to me. And the fact that I'm not here to climb up a stepladder to have mm. a relationship with with somebody that created the world we live in so um that's like yeah long story yeah. sort of short <laughs> you know that's really so, good because the fact that you're for you your defining moment was knowing you didn't have to strive to have a relationship which presumably yeah. that because I don't know much about uh, Buddhism or Hindu- Hinduism but I'm guessing those are the kind of criteria you need to tick certain boxes in, in order to, aspects, to achieve yeah. or attain certain level so it's almost like um onerous you have to keep going through all these tasks and yes you know black belts or whatever it is basically achieving certain yes. things whereas with christianity you just need to put your faith in christ and you're connected you're reconciled to the father that was kind of yeah. the realization that you you made when you um and so as you said earlier yeah. when you became a christian you still tried to practice yoga but it just didn't seem authentic to your new experience as a Christian? No, it, yeah, plainly and as simple as I could put it, just felt weird, just Mm -hmm. felt off, just felt something in me where I'm just like, it just doesn't feel Mm -hmm. right. Um, And especially when I was transitioning out of something that literally made no sense to me into Mm -hmm. something that like made all the sense to me and was like a light bulb of like, this is, this is, the the truth of life yeah if that makes sense yeah, 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 and so yeah, yeah. um yeah I just I just don't like going backwards in, in certain things that I Absolutely. live through I like to progress and move forward and if that means taking things out of my life and moving things around and going through deep change like that's just the the reality that I have to face to properly move forward so yeah, yeah. 
That's really good. And um, part of your story, you had um, some mental health issues, which led to you being diagnosed as bipolar, but then you met Christ, you became a Christian, and this coincided with your healing and your health. So do you just want to tell us a bit about what was happening around the time that you were diagnosed and and how you found healing as well? Yes. So um, I was actually um, diagnosed with bipolar in 2012. So that was... um, way before I even got into yoga and got into um, Hinduism, Buddhism, and before I um, found Jesus. So Mm. uh, at the time I was um, going to college for um, music industry management. So I was doing that and it was a very excelled program of like one year. I was also um, in a very emotional, abusive relationship that with a a man that I was living with and had a very um, toxic relationship with my parents as well. So things were all over the place uh, in my life. Um, I was also uh, very involved with smoking a lot of marijuana and that was a big part of my life as well. And so that's just like a a small portion of just all the different sort of Mm. toxic and overwhelming things that were going on in my life. And Mm. so um, I just reached or uh, a breaking point, which ended up putting me into what's co- like called a very high manic episode, um, which then I was uh, put into a hospital that I wasn't allowed to leave for about 72 hours and then went yeah. through a good year of, of hospitalizations and then deep depression. Um, and that was just like the end low of that. So I was diagnosed in 2012 and then I went through a good amount of stability in the years that went on, but I found that I was trying to hold on to something and grasp onto something that took me out of, of the reality that um, I didn't have stability. And I think that's mainly why I got into yoga and got into um, Mm. Hinduism and Buddhism of trying to grasp onto something that was Mm -hmm. beyond who I was and beyond what I was experiencing mentally. Um, And so yeah, that was that was a a transition of that, um, which then led to getting heavily involved in yoga, and then I actually had my second pretty much manic episode in yoga tr- teacher training as well. Um, at the same time of being saved, so that was an interesting um, thing that I think God brought me through. He was just mm-hmm. like, "Yes, I've taken you out of something that I don't believe." Um, you're supposed to be in because I want you to be my child and my daughter and but you still have these things that you need to work through so you can become closer to me and in relationship with me so Mm. um, yeah I got got saved but then went through another um, manic episode and depression Mm. um, and that was in 2016 so I got saved in in 2016 and that was my last sort of like Um, manic episode and deep depression, which is Mm. um, to me something that I also felt God was, uh, was putting me through Mm. that in this time of having my, my second sort of like life crisis and um, big mental instability had to do with like, so if you cling to me now, this is what true healing is. And this is what true, um, uh, what the, what truth in life is that like mm. yes you're diagnosed with um, with something but it doesn't 
um, define who you are and it doesn't define what your life's going to be. And um, yeah, if you cling to me, that is true healing. And so that's what I, at least I've found um, between my two very big manic episodes and depressions of being like, I became more lost in my first manic episode of trying to find truth and love and worth in who I was after being diagnosed with something that felt mm-hmm. really scary. Um, and then when it came through to my second one, it was just like, I had God to cling to and yeah. hold on to and, and grow with mm. um, no matter if I was going through some instabilities, but knowing like my worth comes from him, yeah. no matter if there's just instabilities that happen in the crazy world that yeah. we live in. So, um, so yeah, that's, I hope that answers yeah, no, that's your really question for the most part. Very, very interesting because, you know, sometimes we have this um, misconception within, you know, the Christian space or the Christian community that things that you experienced before you became a Christian suddenly disappear the minute you become a Christian. And so you never have any struggles. You never have any sickness. You never have. But the reality, mm. as you say, is you had the, the manic episodes before, you know, you knew Christ it was about how you were able to respond and handle the situations compared to how it was when you knew Christ. You had the Correct. exact same experience, but you had yeah. hope. You had, you know, that confidence that somebody bigger than you was taking care of you, even though you had the exact same experience as, you know, before you came to know Christ. That's really interesting. And now that, you know, you had that as a Christian, what has your experience been, you know, with the church when it comes to offering support to Christians in this complex area of mental health is a church doing enough do you think I think it it depends I think it definitely depends on on the church um and so I know a lot of of church communities do things like celebrate recovery which is Mm. has to do a lot with um sometimes struggles with substance abuse and stuff but they definitely bridge into just like all just mental things. Mm. So even it has to do with codependency or just like anxiety or um, struggles with something. So I do love um, seeing certain churches that, that get involved in that, but not all of them, I guess, are equipped or have the leadership that would want to have that happen in every church body. And so it would be be nice if I would say every church has that like celebrate recovery mm-hmm. program that exists. Um, I I know that that for sure exists in the states. I can't remember if that's something that exists existed in Canada. I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's there's um, certain churches that that also speak um, about mental illness and yeah. struggles in their sermons, and I, I love that yeah. because of being someone who has experienced that, being able to see a pastor being open to speak about that, whether the, the full congregation has experienced these certain struggles or illnesses at all, or if it's just like preaching it so that the the church body can be a little more understanding yeah. for um, those that do experience it. Because as Christians, we, we are not um, taken, we don't, we don't get, I don't know, a free pass from, from mental struggles or just struggles in life. We, I wish, but like, and the reality is if we look at even as Christians, we, we can also be attacked even more of the fact because we know the, the truth and we know um, 
where we'll be after this life. And we mm-hmm. know um, that God wins in the end. And so um, if anything, we as Christians should definitely have more tools and resources and be more equipped mm. for the amount of attacks of just the enemy or the um, attacks of just like the world not understanding and knowing the truth yet of of mm. what the love of God looks like. And so um, it really it really depends. I think there's definitely an, more of a need for it to just yeah. be talked about. Um, first talked about and then have these like celebrate recovery programs or just tools or small groups that like a small group of like I'm mentally struggling small group like I don't know (laughs) something like that where people can just come and talk about it because and feel safe whilst doing that as well correct yeah Yeah. Um, so yeah it's it's there in in some parts but obviously I would say it's not in all areas where I think it's needed yeah, because um, we don't get our free pass. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> so, don't. We don't. We definitely yeah. need to think. I think we need to think about health holistically, not just physically, but mentally. And I, I suspect there's a, a gap. There's a, there's more to be done in the Christian community yeah. to to shine the light on that. So hopefully, yeah. um, part of this podcast would be to sow the seed, you know, in the hearts of those listening, and they can take that away and and make some changes in their community. But well, yes. you're you're an artist. You're a musician, and as you know, music can be a great way of communicating feelings, emotions, empathy, and for healing as well. So, and you've mentioned Manic quite a few times in this interview, and you yes. have a song <laughs> called Manic, which you recently released. Do you want to tell us a bit more about the song? Yes. So, uh, yeah, I did say Manic quite a few times <laughs> in this podcast so far. Um, yeah, so I did, it came out June, June 4th, um, and it's really just... Um, a sort of, what do I call it? A reliving or sort of like a flashback of going through um, one or two of my main manic episodes. And it's um, definitely very much storytelling. Um, And so it's very simple. Like the beginning is just like a very simple lyrical aspect. And the rest is just this instrumental development that I sort of really wanted to have in there to express this like cyclical up and down aspect of what it feels like to be um, manic and depressed at the same time. So it goes into that cycle. So I really wanted this like musical representation of something that I went through, but also something that that shares sort of mental struggles, which is like Mm -hmm. this cycle and up and down. And so um, it's different. It's a little more heavy. It's definitely just me storytelling and, um, I wouldn't say necessarily shares um, gospel, but hopefully shares my testimony, which then yes. leads to sharing more of what God's done in my life. So yeah. um, that's sort of the the way that I like to to journey through writing music right now is like sharing my testimony, which then shares and like like why why am I like this? What have mm-hmm. I gone through? And like what is it that has made me a um, more healed and happier and, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lively person. And so um, yeah. anyway, so yeah, that's yeah, the just a, a chronicling angle. of your journey. Yes. In, in music, I guess. Yes. Sounds really interesting. I have to say, I'm yeah. going to check it out after, after the yes. podcast. Um, yes. And as we wrap up, we just have a final question, which I think um, given that you've had this very interesting experience, 
you know, with different religions and your personal story, your personal life, and you're standing today, you're a changed woman, you're a transformed woman, and you have a massive, wonderful, positive testimony. So what would you say to somebody who feels like they can't cope anymore? Um, what can they do to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Ah, that's a really good question. Um, the word forever comes into my head and I've had to sort of preface this to some friends who are also experiencing some struggles right now that um, nothing is forever. Mm. We are constantly changing and growing and moving. The only forever is God. <laughs> the mm. only forever is, and that, that's cling to, to that aspect of mm. the only ultimate forever thing is is God and his truth and his love and everything else is constantly growing and changing and moving. And so um, what you're feeling right now isn't forever. It won't be guaranteed hundred percent, like promise you that and yeah. um, swear on my life that nothing, <laughs> um, nothing you're, you're experiencing will be forever. And yeah. so I think that's, that's what I got in a, in a simple. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> That's a really beautiful um, answer and a wonderful way to wrap up the conversation with a lovely bow on top. Um, yeah, you've been yeah. listening to the Church Unboxed podcast with me, Sarah Tabo, and my guest, Melissa Hale. Thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing your story, you know, your transparency and essentially your testimony has definitely been very inspiring. So thank you for your time. And thank I'm you. just encouraging to anyone who may be struggling with similar experiences as what you've been through. You've been listening to the Church Unboxed podcast with me, Sarah Tabo. If you'd like to share your thoughts on today's program, please visit the Church Unboxed Facebook group. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to hear more about what I think about today's topic, go and sign up for our email list at www.churchonboxed.net and we'll be in touch.